It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fence Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets. I'm Brian Kat, NFL on Twitter. Paul is fanatic underscore pick. It's fanatic with a PH. We are also uh, the official channel for the Dolphins fan sided network and finfanatic.com. Be sure to join and take a look at those sites as well. Well, Paul, I didn't think I'd be seeing your mug here tonight because we didn't have a show planned, but. Um, big, big news out of Miami here today. And oddly it's, uh, you know, it's a running joke. It's half true, but, uh, uh, how, how much I hate doing mock drafts and I hate mock drafts. Um, we did one yesterday for uh, the seven round dolphins mock, what we would do. Then 12 hours later, all of the picks are different. So Paul, um, going to throw it to you. What, What do you have to say for yourself? Hey, if if this is going to make Miami make those kind of trades and accumulate picks and move around in ways that don't even lose what I want, I'm going to be twisting your arm to do a mock draft all the time. Let's, yeah. I mean, shoot, like let, let's do this. Like let's you do it now. <laughs> so uh, it, what a, what a big day! And to say that caught us by surprise is uh, an understatement. Like Paul and I. Paul and I talk a lot. We message back and forth text, but we don't talk on the phone a lot. So I called Paul at like 10 or whenever the trade happened and said, you know, you're getting, if you're getting a phone call from me, it's pretty important. And then I told him about the trade. Then 30 minutes later, I called him again, which is just, that, that's like hitting for the cycle twice in baseball. So, uh, <laughs> but what, what an incredible trade here, Paul. I mean, just to, you know, to simplify everything for everybody, the Dolphins went from three to 12 to six. So basically they've moved down three spots in the draft. What their net is here is they're going to uh, take a little bit of a hit this year. They're going to go from three to six in the first round. They're also going to go from 123 in the fourth round down to 156 in the fifth. Um, in 2022, they're going to get a third round pick from the 49ers. And in 2023, they're going to get a first rounder from the 49ers and the Niners are expected to take a quarterback. My guess would be Trey Lance there, but uh, we'll, we'll see in our one, one round NFL mock draft here tomorrow. So Paul, I, I, I'll say your initial reaction, but what, what was your thought process when you heard about the trade and when you heard about the second trade? My thought process when I heard about the first trade was you know, we were going to find out after the fact it was one of those people that took, like, Ian Rappaport's picture. And, you know, if you actually looked at the name, it was, like, Finn's Fan 27. Um, it just, it, God, I, I like, I couldn't believe how much the 49ers gave up to move up nine spots in the draft. This, this was worse for me than what the Texans gave up for Laramie Tunsil. Uh, because... Basically, they just swapped picks, and that's it. Like, for two additional first-rounders and a third. Um, that's insanity. It, it's, it, it felt, I mean, that, that trade value is as if they moved up from, like, 22. Um, yeah. it, it just, it was disgusting. Like, I, I, all I could think about now is I don't ever want to have Chris Greer on our show because I'm afraid if we answer the phone for him, we're going to end up giving him the show, my house, and he's going to give us a sandwich, and we're going to call it a day. 
Like, I, I, jeez. I, yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I was surprised myself. And this is something we've talked about, too, on the show, where if the Dolphins move, move back past eight, what would it take? And we always said it would have to take at least two first-rounders. They got two first-rounders and more in that first round. Um, but overall, I, I look at, you know, what we've talked about and – you know, my top two things that I've always wanted out of this number three pick was, has always been very clear. And they've been very close in terms of what I wanted. Either stay put and take Penesul or in a very close second, trade down and get at least a future first round pick. And the Dolphins got a future first rounder. They got a future third rounder. And they've got a future fifth rounder in exchange for that third pick and a fourth rounder. And another important detail here too, Paul, is the the first round pick that the Dolphins traded um, to the Eagles to move back up to six, that's actually the Dolphins' first round pick, not the 49ers. So we're going to be rooting against the 49ers this year, uh, just like we were rooting against the Texans this past year. Well, and the best part of that is, Kat, when you and I talked um, the second time on the phone, um, one of the things I said was I really hope it was the Dolphins' first-round pick and not the, the, the 49ers' first-round pick because we're going to be talking about a team that's running with a rookie quarterback versus a team that went 10-6 and six with a rookie quarterback, a slew of rookies last year. And let's face it, it is, is primed to take another giant leap forward this season. It, it's, I expect Miami to be picking at the very least in the 20s this coming, this coming year. Uh, that, they that would have been this yeah. year. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, that would mean they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Uh that and yeah, that's where we expect them to be this year. Uh and, and looking here at just historically, when I when I saw this trade and it's it's a it's a uh, I I've I've brought up the 1999 trade a lot. Um that's something that I could could have seen the Dolphins doing and they did it in one day. In the 99 draft, the Saints were picking, or excuse me, the uh Washington was picking 5th. Uh the Bears were picking seventh and the Saints were picking 12th. The Saints traded from 12 up to five with Washington. They gave up that historical entire one entire draft and a first and third of the next year. So the, the Washington was at 12. Then they move up to seven with the Saints, basically give up the majority of what they got in the Ricky Williams deal. And they got the player they, they wanted anyway, which was cornerback champ Bailey. They then got the future first round pick and they drafted uh, offensive tackle Chris Samuels, a borderline Hall of Fame left tackle the next year. So this is this is similar in terms of the draft picks that they got. And they may end up getting up the player that they were going to get a three anyway. Hey, Dolphins fans, support for On the Fin Side is brought to you by Manscaped who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We've got an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower clean and easy. 
I now feel confident shaving my boys. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Kat and I already have our Perfect Package 3.0 on the way. What are you waiting for? Your balls will thank you. Make sure you get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Yeah, it's. I, I really think that, that they're going to have a realistic crack at either Sewell or Pitts at six. I expect in those top five picks, uh, really in the top four, I'm expecting those top four picks to actually be quarterback this year. Uh, the only way that Miami could get a little screwed here is that is if the Jets were to take Penny Sewell. And the reason I say that is if the Jets take Penny Sewell, that's who I'm expecting the Bengals to take at five. It, it's... Um, so if Penny Sewell goes at two, one of the quarterbacks will still be on the board when Miami picks, and at that point, I don't expect Pitts to slide because I do think that there's a, a chance the Bengals take him if Sewell's off the board. But I, I want to get to one thing here. In our chat, Jack Bauer, you referenced that Greer got nearly the return, didn't get nearly the returns he should have today. Are you kidding me? He got two additional first-round picks and a third for sliding nine spots and then traded a fraction of that to come back up six spots. So he realistically dropped three spots in the draft while adding first-round picks and a thir- or a first-round pick and a third. That that's that's ridiculous. It's not being a lapdog. That's just common sense and it's more than he should have gotten in all honesty, especially the San Francisco trade. Yeah, you're exactly right. I yeah, that's that's nuts to say dropping three spots and getting a future first and a third round pick isn't worth it. Um, yeah, it's uh, so looking looking at this trade though. If we divide it up, so um, I was we were both elated with the first trade uh, going down from three to twelve with the 49ers. Would you have preferred the Dolphins just left it there, or did you like them getting back up to six? And and what they gave up. I like them coming back up to six. Uh, I I still on draft day, and, and you and I had this conversation, I believe, off the air, uh, but it was based on something I did in in my mock yesterday. If Micah Parsons, if Miami were to grab Pitts at six, and Micah Parsons starts sliding, and gets you know to that ten to twelve range, they've got enough ammo to come up and get him, and and. I believe in that, and I've, I've seen people say, like, oh, but they need an edge rusher. Guess what? Parsons could rush off the edge. He's got 4-3-9 speed to do it with, too. And he's got that off-ball skill at linebacker. He could be everything that they would want at that outside linebacker spot because of the fact that he can cover, he can drop, he can rush, and he's one of the surest tacklers you're going to see in this draft. Yeah, that's for sure, and it's the Dolphins' biggest need, in my opinion, at edge. And it's a premier position. You know, I I think Micah Parsons is going to be somebody Greer and Brian Flores are either in love with or they want nothing to do with. I don't think there's going to be a middle ground on that uh, as, as we get – as teams get more info on, on his character, which, yeah, they've got to sort all that out. And, and we're, we're judging based on what we see on, on the field here. Yeah, and, and realistically, one of the things that I will say, and this is something that we haven't really talked a lot about on here, but given the fact that Miami's got all these first round, this first round capital, 
uh, etc., is when we look at, and I know we're going to dive into this a little bit with some of our mocks this weekend, but when you look at what Greer and Flores did last year, they went out, they grabbed young guys a little bit early for, for where you would have expected that had tremendous upside and trusted in themselves to be able to coach those players up. I expect that to continue as we move forward here. I, I expect Flores to trust his staff and grab guys that have that high ceiling that they may not have reached yet. So just because a guy is there in the first round that's put up tremendous production in college, if they feel he's reached his full potential, they may pass on a guy, and that includes Pitts. That includes Parsons. It's if they feel that they can get more out of a guy as the potential goes up, then I can see them making that move and and believing in themselves. Yeah, and when you look at Pitts, Penny Sewell, um, Micah Parsons, there are a lot of players that, I mean, they have a very high amount of upside. It's whether they they fit the the character profile this team's looking for because that that does matter. And, yeah, I mean, coaching them up is very important. And I I want to see the Dolphins here really in the first round get players that are going to get on the field right away. Because, look, I – I understood what they did last year in the first round. They drafted a quarterback and they drafted two 20 year olds at premier positions. It doesn't surprise me that we did haven't gotten a lot of immediate returns out of our first round picks. But then you look at the second, the second round with Robert Hunt and Raekwon Davis, Brandon Jones in the third, Solomon Kinley in the fourth. These were more, uh, what you see is what you get type of players. And they had a lot of success with them. So it'll be interesting to see really what road they go down here in the draft. But, Paul, another thing as well is now that the Dolphins are picking sixth, and this is where it gets interesting, is I heard it so many places today, and frankly, I'm shocked at this, that it may not be Trey Lance. It may not be Justin Fields at three. Daniel Jeremiah, uh, C.K. Parrott, who we've had on for years, I heard from four or five different places, Mac Jones might be the third overall pick to the 49ers. What's your thought on that? I've heard that too, and and real quick before I, I jump ahead, though, thank you to Roderick Blount, Blount for uh, for that in chat. Much appreciated, man. I really do appreciate it, and I do think they'll go after Kyle Pitts as well. Uh, but for me, I think it would be the funniest damn thing on the planet because now Miami's going to be sitting there with the sixth overall pick, and you may have either Fields or Lance or Wilson sitting there on the board because Mac Jones went third overall, a guy they could have gotten 12th overall most likely, and they gave up the farm to go up and get Mac Jones. I would just crack up nonstop. Like, I hope, Dolphins fans, I hope you're with us on draft night because it's going to be amazing if the 49ers traded up nine spots, gave up three firsts and a third to come up and get Mac Jones when he's not even one of the quarterbacks that's expected to go in the top five. He could go anywhere. And I I still am going to hold to my guns with Mac Jones and say I think he's the – I mean, this is lying season to me. I, just a gut feeling, I think he's the biggest lie right now. Um it, I I think he's you know with the numbers and the character he's nice to talk about, but 
at the end of the day, I think 32 teams are going to agree. This is not a first round pick that everyone else disagrees with me at that point. I think this is fool's gold and these quarterbacks, We've seen them slide a long way. Um, you take a look, like, for example, at Chris Sims. Chris Sims, I remember in the 2003 draft, was mocked late in the first round. He ended up going late in the third round. And, and we see that all the time. Look at Jacob Eason last year. Some mocks had him going in the first round. He falls to the fourth. Um, if There's no limit to how far a quarterback can fall if, if that is um, – if, if all 32 teams agree – that we're not going to take you in the first round. So, yeah, but on the other side, if that is true, Paul, yeah, I, I mean, first of all, I, I think the Jets are going quarterback. Zach Wilson had his pro day, knocked it out of the park today. Yeah. I would bet anything that Mac, that Zach Wilson goes number two. I, I can't see anything other than that. But if you have you, – you, it, if Mac Jones does go in the top five, you're going to have one of those quarterbacks fall to the Dolphins at six, like you said, probably Fields or Lance. Yeah, no, and it's, I, I just, it's, I would have to, if, oh, God, like, it just, it's so mind-boggling to me that I can't get the phrase out that I'm trying to get out here. Uh, no, but it, it's, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Greer does it again at six and lets Carolina come forward to, to try to get their quarterback. Uh if, if it's still on the board and, and creates a little bidding war between Carolina and Denver. Uh, I, I just, it's. And that's exactly what I'm thinking there, because is if you're there at six, let's say, I mean, let's say it's even Mac Jones. If he is that popular again, I think he falls, but let's say that he is the guy. Um, you may just say to Carolina here, listen, uh, we'll give you the six pick for your, let's say your second rounder this year, your second rounder next year. Otherwise we are perfectly comfortable trading down to the Vikings, for example, at 13, they've got Kirk cousins on the last year of his contract. And if you don't think we're crazy enough to move to 13, we just traded down to 12. Yeah. You know, so there are a lot of possibilities. I think there is an opportunity depending on how far these quarterbacks get foisted up the board here. Um, to get another pick yeah no i just I, I it feels like we're watching the movie draft day uh you know when when he's making those goofy moves at the end of the movie i remember i remember talking to you about it one time going saying i, I could see a scenario where maybe and then we both just went no nah, that, that doesn't just that doesn't happen and here we are uh you know chris greer was one step away from asking for david goddamn putney so let me tell you something about draft day it sucked okay it was insulting it was insulting to me personally. I'll take a slight step back. Um, up until the actual draft day, it was one of my favorite movies ever. And then I, Michelle walked in and, you know, the shot. And By the end of the movie, by the end of the draft, I almost walked out. I was so angry. And it's, uh, I, I'm looking at those things, uh, at those trades. I'm like, that would never happen. That guy would be, that guy would be fired before he left for the day. Hey. Like there's, there's nothing heroic about what Kevin Costner's character did. What, whatever. I mean, I'm trying to, I just blocked it out of my memory. We're basically, uh, he trades up to, from seven to one. And, took and, then take, Parsons. and then he took, takes a player who in the movie, they said he, he's probably a second rounder. Like, no, no. I, I mean, he wasn't, I'm, he was like, he was projected like sixth overall. 
Mm, I don't think so. They said at one point in the movie, my fault of the second round. I, I, I know that. So I don't, there's nothing noble about what he did. It was a stupid thing. Um, anyway, I could go on a rant. Uh, actually, I, I, this, yeah. this is what, this is what people tune in for to watch us fight about the movie draft day. That's like, right. It's That's right. It's, so Paul, let's, let's go over a couple more scenarios here before we, we, we sign hits. off here. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> it, it, here's what's here's what I think is going to happen is it's going to cause a food fight between us really on draft day, especially because you know I'm going to be having a few beers too. So uh, the I think the quarterbacks are going to go for top four: um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields go top four. Then at number five, uh, the Bengals surprise everyone take Jamar Chase. Well, not, not a huge that's surprise. Not that surprising. Yeah, not that surprising. And then at six, the Dolphins are going to be having to decide between Kyle Pitts, Panay Sewell, and all the other receivers, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Um, that's going to be a tense 10 minutes. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's good. I, I, and I wouldn't be shocked if they slide back and make it a tense 30 minutes for us here. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's... Man, Greer could literally do anything. And the reason I say the Panthers is because Matt Rule has been very outspoken for the Panthers that he needs a quarterback. He's not even hiding it. Um, and if you go back in with Teddy Bridgewater this year, you're going to win six or seven games again. And I, I don't see how – he's not going to get to Sean Watson with what's going on out there. Um, there, are, there are no upgrades available. Uh, at, at quarterback, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo becomes available now, but I don't think that's curing anything. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, I think they're almost pot committed to getting a quarterback. If one falls to six to the Dolphins, I, I really believe that. So it, we may not see the end of it. Yeah, no, I, I Greer likes to move all over the draft. And guys, I agree with you in chat. Um, you know, it's. Cat is a grumpy old man. If you agree with me, go ahead and click the like button right now. Make sure you guys subscribe to us out there. Leave us reviews out on iTunes and all that. But yeah, Cat's a grumpy old man. Click like if you agree. Oh, yeah, I got one. I, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, if. I'm not sure what my first words were as a baby, but I think it was me complaining about my parents being late to the early bird special. I think it was a gesture. To be honest with you, I think it was a gesture, <laughs> which which we won't do here because we're we're a family show now. Um. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, we love you anyway, Cat. One time, I'm, just, one time I'm just gonna turn heel and just start, uh, start shouting obscenities. Might be on draft day. Dude, um, I got the chair. We can start swinging it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, really good day here for the for the Dolphins. So, I'm um, to go back on what we said before. I I love absolutely. I mean, it was an A plus trade down from three to twelve. Um, I would have preferred that they didn't trade back up to six, but I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not complaining about that at all. Cause now you have the opportunity to really get a player. You probably would have gotten a three and that's not the case. If you stay at 12, there was, it was appetizing to possibly have first round picks in 2022 and 2023. But I mean, it, it takes the grade for me for the day from an A plus down to an A. So I'm overall, overall very happy with what happened today. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to withhold my overall grade for it. For me, it is in the A range. Um, based on what they do. And here's here's my thought. Like, 
you can stock up on first round picks and yes there is a very good chance you're going to get some good players out of that uh there's a very good chance you're going to get a few washouts out of that but if miami has somebody in mind that they view as undoubtedly will be there at six but probably won't be there at 12 that they think is a difference making player for this franchise and i'm not just talking about kyle pitts it could be Devonte smith it could be jalen waddle it could be it could be Mac Jones. We don't know. Uh, but if they feel that committed to it, I would be pissed off if they sat on their butts back at 12 and hoped that whoever it was falls to them. It's I, I like the fact that they went up and, and, and said, look, we're going to get in position to get our guy uh, instead of doing what they did with Jimmy Graham decades ago when he was coming out. And they said, ah, he'll be there next round. And then, sure enough, he went earlier than they expected and you know they missed out on a guy that had a pretty amazing career at tight end uh for the saints in particular gosh and <laughs> to elaborate on that that was a, yeah 2010 draft there um third round they had a choice between john jerry and jimmy graham and they took john jerry and after the pick reportedly bill parcells called sean payton his buddy and just congratulated on him hit on a great pick because they were going to either trade back up into the third or take jimmy graham in the fourth so that can be life as a dolphins fan and jimmy graham had the best four-year run for a tight end up up to that point what, in NFL what is history. the lesson so, here folks know, take the tight end not the offensive lineman now that that's low that's low <laughs> No, you like still, that? I set you up for that one, Kat. My and, and and look, I do believe too that you know we we did our mock draft yesterday. What we would do, my pick was Penny Sewell. We're going to have a future mock draft here on what we think the Dolphins will do. And even if Sewell is, it, it, even if Sewell's there, I'm not sure what she said. Probably something weird. Uh, so um, even if Sewell is there at six, I, I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to take looking at it through the Dolphins lens, but it's not going to be so. I think they've reached the point where they said, hey, look, we spent first and second round picks last year on offensive tackles, um, and we're not going to do it again this year. But I wish I, I wish they would. I love I loved the kid so much. So I, um, I love him too. Don't get me wrong. It, it's Penny Sewell's one heck of a talent. Uh, I just – it's – I like another talent more, and I think our offensive line is going to develop this year. Yeah, that's, that's what it's about, uh, that it's – the context of where they're taken. And if you had, again, if you had told me a year ago today that I would view staying put that trading down, getting another first and third round pick and taking Devonte Smith, for example, would be like my worst case scenario in this. I would say that you're crazy. Cause I love Devon. I like Devonte Smith more than rugs and Judy last year. And I, I just have him as the, you know, on my dolphins board as, as the sixth or seventh guy, you know, I still think that's a big compliment to a player who uh, quite frankly, I think he's losing weight by the, I mean, he might be 158 by the time he actually gets on the scale. You know what? So uh, here's my thing. It's it's and this. This is actually pro Devante Smith. When I say this, even though he's not the guy I want, I think he'd be phenomenal for Miami. He plays wide receiver. There is no position in football that I could give less of a damn about what the guy weighs that than wide receiver. It's, I've said this before and I'll say it again. You could be four foot four, three hundred pounds, or you could be eight foot two and, and sixty-five pounds soaking wet. If you can get open and catch the ball, there's a role for you as a wide receiver. 
uh, is possibly a pretty dynamic one if you're eight foot two. But you know, it, it's if you can stay healthy at that weight, I don't really care. Uh, it's if you can get off the line at that weight and get open, I don't really care. Be 170 pounds, who cares? We're making too much of it. It's like when they say, "Oh, I really wanted that guy." You know what? Sarah watches The Bachelor. They just had this guy on, Matt James, that played for Wake Forest. Guy has the biggest hands I've ever seen. The guy should be able to catch a trash can, no problem. He got a shot in college and was horrible. And he still got a shot in the NFL because people looked at him. He said, wow, he looks like a tree trunk, and he's got hands this big. Like, literally, every shot the guy was in when I walked in the room, I'd see his hands and go, dude, look at his hands. The guy can palm my freaking car. Like, and he couldn't catch a football. Like, so... I'll take a guy that can catch it and get open any day. I don't care if he's 170 pounds. Sorry. I want a little soapbox there for you, Kat. Yeah, you may have to step up your game with your comps because you've uh, gone from uh, Devontae – you've compared Devontae Smith to somebody on The Bachelor. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, Paul didn't say that. But I, I just – we just we, – we, we rib, you know. We, we have fun here. The uh, So, yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith will cover in another episode here. Uh, I, I am concerned about the play strength, but – he is good at the things you need to be good at at the wide receiver position. Um, yeah. The question is, is that play strength um, going to hurt him? And is he going to hold up? Because he can, he's an unreal route runner, an unreal separator, amazing hands. The guy won the Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver, you know? Uh, so he's, he's somebody that, again, if he's a worst case scenario, it's, it's deciding between an A plus and an A minus in, in that scenario. So a lot of fun things coming up here. Uh, that, that we'll look at and we'll be sure as well tomorrow to have our one round NFL mock Paul and I are going to go back and forth. And then the day after join us on Sunday, we're going to do our mock draft of what we think the dolphins are going to do. Uh, not what we did yesterday with what we were going to do here. So um, that's going to do it here for uh, Paul. Unless you have anything else, we're going to, we're going to wrap up here. No, just uh, guys, make sure you click that like button. Make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys follow us out on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker. Uh, not Spreaker. We're off of that one now. Um, you know, uh, all, all all the different sources out there. Give us a review if, it, if it's possible. I mean, it, it, it only helps. It, it helps us get in front of people. It helps us be able to do this and do, do more episodes. And thank you guys so much for all the extra interest you guys have had in the show lately. We really, truly appreciate it. Uh, you know, that's, I think I'm speaking for both of us there. I think it's the one thing you and I can agree on tonight, Kat, is great, great day for trades. And thank you to everybody out there. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've been told I'm not the most warm and fuzzy guy. Um, but what's exciting about this year, too, is uh, about these trades is the Dolphins are going to have more draft picks. I really look forward to talking about this and talking about it with all of you here over the next three years with the Dolphins getting having all these draft picks uh we really look forward to these shows and 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 uh you know breaking down the players and, and we're glad glad you can be a part of that so that's gonna that's going to do it for our view of this crazy day march 26 where the dolphins pull off two trades to go from three to 12 to six i'm brian cat nfl on twitter paul's fanatic underscore pick you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as uh, Fin Fanatic and, and Fan Sided here. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. <laughs>